Thank God for uh, giving his life to Christ. Yeah. mentioned earlier, greatest decision he'll ever make. Yeah. It's definitely encouraging to be a part of that. Yeah. Jerry, just want to, me personally, want to thank you for that because it takes it takes a different kind of brother to be able to understand the need for that. Thank you. Yeah. Got an alibi. So the scripture that was read to you all, just tell you where my mind was at. The scripture that was read to you all was the right chapter. It was the right verses, but it was the wrong book. So it should be. <laughs> So it should have been Matthew chapter 4, verses 20 through 25. That's where, we'll, that's where the lesson text will come from. I just want to make sure I clarify that. However, we should be worshiping the Spirit and the truth. But that is not the lesson text. So I just want to make sure. That's on me. Hamilton, you good. <laughs> so, how long have you had that insert symptom here? Now, I'm, I made that, came up with that title being tongue-in-cheek. But today, uh, well, last night, my wife said, you know, husband, I'm not feeling too well. And then I came today. And then there's, there's members who aren't feeling well, so now I feel a little bad because I was being tongue-in-cheek. But, but again, make sure that we continue to pray for those who are dealing with physical illnesses and also emotional illnesses. We want to make sure that we continue to pray, pray for them, pray with them, uh, because again, you could be good one day, and the next day, it all goes downhill. I myself have been a victim of that, so just continue to pray for one another and encourage one another, because we need one another. Let's just uh, continue to understand that we do need one another. So now, how long have you had that insert symptom here. And, I, and again, when you go to the doctor, most times what they do is if you go for a cough, right, they'll ask you, how long have you had that cough? Or if you've had a fever, how long have you had that fever? When did your symptoms start? Right? So that's so we'll be dealing with that, but we'll be dealing with it spiritually. Right? Mm -hmm. So this past flu season, right, the state of Georgia became the sickest state in the U.S. with 7.78% of the population suffering from this. 7.78%. That's the sickest state. So when you hear that, when you process that, being the sickest state, that's saying something. Right? Mm -hmm. That's saying quite a bit, actually. Uh, again, it's also 115% sicker than the state-level illnesses reported around the same time last year. Now, this is coming from the AJC. From last, this is just last month. Now, we're in the month of February, barely. We're halfway through. This is January, January of 2020. So understand what that's saying. That means we are, the state of Georgia is sicker than it was last year. Right? Mm -hmm. So now also understand here in this congregation, we felt the effects of that percentage, myself included. Right? We developed symptoms that were indicative of a particular illness. Right? So based on that, some of us went to the doctor. Now, some of us went willingly. Like mm -hmm. my wife tell some of my wife. If my wife get a little bit of a symptom, she's going to the doctor. She's going. But for me, I roll the dice a day. I go a couple days. I have to hear from several people before I go to the doctor. But again, once it gets to a point where the symptoms I know that I have, I gotta get them addressed. I've gotta go to the doctor. And again, one of the questions they ask, how long have you had this particular symptom? Again, insert your symptom, right? And, and, and I'm talking about spiritual, so keep that in mind, don't let me lose you, right? So again, we developed those symptoms that were indicative of a particular illness because what we couldn't continue to do is, we couldn't continue to rely on WebMD, right? We couldn't continue to rely on, you know, our home remedies that our grandma used to do. Those things, we had to actually go see a professional, right? Because that is what they do. That's what they do, mm -hmm. right? So what they're in the business of doing those things. And again, so they have a knowledge and ability based on the symptoms that we exhibit to help diagnose us, right? And not only with that diagnosis, based on the pain and the level of discomfort that they have, they can prescribe you with medication to deal with that particular and specific pain or illness, right? And that's a professional. Yeah. That's what they do. That's their job. So again, why would you not go see a doctor? 
And this is a question for everybody, because again, it's more so for myself. Because why does it take us so long to go to the doctor? Right? right. So that's just a question. Because again, when they give medication, and this is the thing, when they give medication, they give you a dosage based on the, the, the strength they give you is based on the level of pain and discomfort. I have a sister, she's a pharmacy tech. Right? When I get prescribed a, a particular uh, pill, I'll call her and say, hey, Tam. And she'll break down the entire pill and tell you this is what for. She'll break it all the way down because she's saying, listen, this is what you need to take. You need to take it. Right? Understand, again, why is it that we avoid doctors? Right? So don't let me lose you. I'm talking spiritually. Don't let me lose you. We're, we're going to get there. Right? So Wong Baker, I got I'm so, used to, I'm, I'm so used to not doing my own slides, I don't, you know, I got spoiled. <laughs> so that's our lesson text. Right. Wong Baker has a facial grimace scale. And some of you all have seen it in, in the hospital. If you go to the doctor, what it is is it's those faces from 1 to 10, and it gives you a happy face all the way down to a crying face. Right? It goes from 1 to 10. Right? There you go. The universal pain assessment tool. Right? And what, you, what I want you all to pay attention to is 1 and 2. Right? You see that mind? He's still smiling with the 1 and the 2. Right? Can be ignored. Don't let me lose you all, because we're talking spiritually, right? Mm -hmm. So now, zero, one to two, three to four, five to six is moderate. Now we're starting to feel it a little bit. It interferes with tasks, interferes with concentration. Now, seven and eight, nine to 10, that's more severe. Right? We, can, we can begin to feel that for real now. Interferes with basic needs, bed rest required, right? So zero, smiling face, no pain. Now, now I just understand that each one of us have, has a different threshold for pain. Amen. Mm -hmm. A four for me, Maybe an eight to someone else, mm -hmm. vice versa. Right? So we've got to understand that there's different levels of pain. Right? Mm -hmm. But again, let's look at it spiritually. If we are a one on a spiritual scale, we are in need. Right? Mm -hmm. There are no zeros. Because right. if there was a zero, there would have been no need for the great position, as we'll see. Mm -hmm. right? There would have been no need. So right. each one of us, it may not be a ten. It may, may not be a four. But you show no God one because there are no zeros when it comes to the need of the great physician. Saying lose y'all did it. All right. We're riding with Okay, so now understand it's important to address that need, right? It's important. Because we need to understand that again, there are no zeros because we live in a fleshly body. And understand what this fleshly body entails. The indwelling sin of our flesh, right? That we gotta deal with that. That's there. So no one, as I said, no one is a, no one is a zero, right? And if we ignore those symptoms that are within that flesh, we choose to self-medicate again, ignoring, you know, I'm all right, I'm all right. What happens is the same thing that happens physically. It'll grow and it turns into an infection, right? Mm -hmm. And it continues to grow. And depending upon your level of ignorance, ignorance, I'm sorry, excuse me, your level a level of ignorance, it turns into a something terminal, right? So again, terminal comes from Romans six and twenty-three. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So again, if we go unchecked and ignoring those things that are within us, ignoring the need for the great physician, again, it could mean a terminal illness that we can't come back for. Again, sin equals death. Understand, right? So when we understand that we don't, we're not at a zero, when we begin to creep up to the ones and the twos, the threes, and the fours, what we're doing is we're pleasing the flesh. We're allowing ourselves to be more concerned with the flesh and not addressing that need. Again, some of us have that pride. We don't want to, we don't want to go to the doctor because you know what? I don't feel that bad. I, I'm not, it's not that bad. I'm, I'm not as bad as that person. Listen, if you are again, if, if you are a one on that spiritual scale, you are in need. And again, no one's a zero because if you were, there would have been no need for the great physician. So now, 
due to God's great love and mercy. He understood that. He understood that we're going to live a life where we have to deal with this flesh. He understood that. And because of that, he gave us his son, Jesus. His mm -hmm. only begotten son, his perfect son. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't do the sin. Jesus wasn't infected. No. Mm -hmm. But he bore our infections. Mm -hmm. He caught all of ours. And he took them. You know how you see people in the, in the uh, when you go to the waiting room, people have masks on? Mm -hmm. Jesus took the mask off. Mm -hmm. He said, I'll take it off. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're dealing with, I'm taking it. I'll take that for you. Again, the great physician. Yeah. And so we need to understand the healing and redemptive properties of his blood. Right? Yeah. We're in need of it. In constant need of that blood. Yeah. And this is what? John 3.16. We know this. We can quote this front to back. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now understand what that's saying. The fact that he did that for us, that's because of God's love and his mercy. Because he knew we were at minimum a one in this flesh. So now, now we get to our scripture text. Matthew 4, 23-25. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought up unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, and from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. Now, verse 23 says, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was teaching and preaching. Mm -hmm. Jesus was healing spiritually. He was giving them the medicine. Right? Mm -hmm. He was giving it to them. Mm -hmm. now, now also, physically, I'm going to jump back to physically, because when it goes back down, it goes to uh, 24. Divers diseases and torments. Mm -hmm. Sickness. Healing means to relieve. He was relieving physical sickness, physical ailments, mm -hmm. infirmities, divers. Divers diseases, that means various diseases. That means we don't know what it was, but we know it was a lot of it. Mm -hmm. But he healed it all. Again, remember I told you he took that mask off? Mm -hmm. Torment. Torment is the notion of going to the bottom. Right? Mm -hmm. Think of being tormented in your life. You can start, again, as I said, you can start all the way at the top feeling good. But that torment will bring you all the way to the bottom. You will feel rocked and end up at the bottom, being in torment. Imagine being in a continual state of torment. Mm -hmm. Jesus healed it. Healed it. Again, remember, the redemptive and healing quality of who Jesus is, the great physician. Not only was he feeling, he was healing spiritually, but also physically. Understand, mm -hmm. lunatic, that means people were going crazy. Mm -hmm. Not, matter of fact, express that, not going crazy, they were crazy. Understand, there was mental illness even back then in that day. So again, it is no laughing matter. It is very serious, but guess what Jesus did? He healed. Again, so understand, not only is Jesus healing us spiritually, but he has the ability, if we believe, to heal physically. So again, but that's all dependent on what? Our faith. And so now verse 25 says, and there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. That means people heard of the things that he was doing. They said that Jesus can heal us. So guess what they did? They believed in it, and they went to him. Mm -hmm. They went to be healed by the great physician. Amen. Now, what's ours? Mm -hmm. If we know that being in a place, being healed by Jesus, again, that redemptive and healing quality of his blood, that's what heals us. What's the problem? Amen. What's the problem? And again, that's a question for ourselves internally. Yeah. So now, let's look at spiritually 
some symptoms of spiritual illness. Mm. All right? Let's look at it. All right. Fear and anxiety. Right? Resentment, anger, and blame. Guilt, shame, remorse. Mm. Addictive behaviors. Now, that's going more physical, but that's part of apathy and listlessness. Physical symptoms, emotional remoteness, remoteness, excuse me. And that last one, lack of joy, being melancholy. Mm. Or you, you can say that melancholy, you can be depressed, if you will. Yeah, that's, right. that's a part of it as well, if you like. Mm -hmm. So now let's look at those. We won't go through all of them, but we'll get an idea of what we're talking about. Spiritually, fear and anxiety. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So Amen. now, right, in our lives, when something's off, my wife said last night, hey, Gerard, something's off. I don't, I don't feel good. Listen, fear and anxiety, you need to address that issue because something's off spiritually. That is a symptom of spiritual illness. Amen. We need to address that. That's not something that we can ignore. Again, something, and again, remember I told you about that threshold of pain being different for different people? Some people can take that and say, you know what, it's not that big of a deal. I'll be all right. I'll be okay. I'll just pray a little bit and I'll be good to go. Listen, you need to take the cause for the cause and address that issue. And not you address it, but allow your issue to be addressed. Because right. again, we have the great physician. Right? Right. We have. The medicine has been given. It's just a matter of believing in it enough to take it. Right. So that's fear and anxiety. Resentment, anger, and blame. Right. So now resentment, anger, and blame. I want to take a second for those. Let's, let's go back to my, my Wong Baker facial grimace scale. Resentment. Right? Resentment is, is not as overt as anger. Right? Resentment is one of those things that creeps a little bit. You can ignore, you can ignore resentment. But what happens is that begins to take over, and now you've got an infection because it's going to continue to grow. It's not going to get better with time. If you're resenting something that's been done to you, and you feel like, you know what, it's not that bad, I can ignore that. Listen, you can't. Because now you've got that resentment there because you all, every time you see that person, you think about the wrong that they've done for you. But oh, I'm, I'm all right, I'm okay. Okay, I can ignore it. I can, it's, there's no pain. But see, now it's beginning to interfere with your task. And the task means spiritual. Now you're not praying like you should because you're still being bothered because you're still being afflicted with that particular illness. So again, that resentment is not as overt as being angry. But again, it's still symptomatic of spiritual illness. Yeah. Now, oh, excuse me, huh? guilt, shame, and remorse, right? That guilt, shame, and that remorse, what that'll do to you is we'll be unable to come to grips with our past lives, right? And so when we do that, what we do is we make ourselves more important than, again, that healing and redemptive quality of Christ's blood, right? Because we all we can't forgive ourselves. All we have just been so bad. But listen, mm -hmm. that blood does it for you because he knows you can't do it. That's why he is the great physician. Don't try to heal yourself. Don't try to self-medicate yourself because you can't. That's why you're in the position. That's why we're in the position that we're in. That's why no one's a zero. Understand that we're all in need. So that guilt, that shame, that remorse, it kind of it, it holds you in place. It makes you stagnant because you're too ashamed to go any further. You're too ashamed to walk through those doors because you don't want anybody judging you. Now, no one's judging you. You have judged yourself. But Christ is telling you, listen. Come on, give that up. Give it to me. Again, remember I told you he took down his mask? He's taking all of those things forward because, again, we're in need. Amen. Now, addictive behaviors, those, that's when we start talking about those isms. You know, those, you know, the alcoholism or whatever it is that we deal with. Those things are beginning to become a little bit more physical in nature, but again, still, the healing and redemptive qualities of the blood can heal us. Just because we have an addiction of some kind doesn't mean Christ's blood is lessened. And the effectiveness right. of the medicine. Right. Mm -hmm. right. It's just, do we trust it enough to realize we need it? Something. And again, that comes from understanding and realizing, hey, do I have a problem? Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Again, understand 
that it, no one is a zero. So if we understand mentally that if we have some kind of addiction, I'm in need, right? The first thing that you need is that healing and redemptive quality of that blood from the great physician. Again, and remember I told you people came from all over because they heard he had been healing. People came to him. Listen, we need to come to him, right? Because he's not going anywhere. He mm -hmm. will not leave. But we have to believe and go to him, right? Amen. Now, apathy and listlessness. Right? Apathy is a lack of passion or emotion. Right? Listlessness, lack of energy or enthusiasm. Now, the scripture text I was read to you was uh, experiential. Right? If we are apathetic in our worship, right? how then can we worship and offer up any praise that God will be pleased with? Again, now that comes from something deep within this, and that also is a problem that needs to be addressed. Amen. Again, and who again addresses those things? The great physician. Again, the medicine has been given, the treatment plan has been prescribed, it's just a matter of us following that plan. Amen. Now, physical symptoms. So now, when we are dealing with things, when things have us vexed spiritually, mm. it will manifest itself physically. Right? When our spirit and our mind are troubled, physically we'll, we'll bear those. Because what happens? We stress headaches, migraines. And again, mind you, I am in no shape, fashion, form a medical professional. We have people here for that if you have any more questions. But I just want to make sure. Don't I listen. Listen, y'all, this is all stuff that general knowledge. Don't, don't do that to me. So, so again, stress headaches, migraines, tension in our shoulders and our necks. Now, now we have to go see. Massage therapist to work out the kinks because we're so stressed. Mm -hmm. Not only that, we're losing our appetite, have stomach aches. I, I've worked with people who have developed ulcers, worrying about the things on their job because they're just vexed, right? Not understanding that they have a spiritual issue. Mm -hmm. Losing sleep. Mm -hmm. To lose sleep, you sure know that. Right. If you can't get a good night's rest because you're mm -hmm. worrying about something that Christ said He'll already take care of, mm -hmm. you sure know that problem. You're in need again mm -hmm. of yeah. a great physician. So remember, the treatment plan has already been prescribed. The medicine is there. It's just a matter of do we trust it enough to take it and stick to the plan. Mm -hmm. right? Sticking to the plan is the thing. I, uh, I, I was recently on medication, and uh, I thought I took it off. My mom asked me, she said, hey, Gerard, did you take all your medicine? I said, sure did. So the other day, my wife was cleaning down the couch. She said, hey, Gerard, do you know you still got one more left? <laughs> I thought I took it out. I felt like I did. But that's the danger that we're in because when we feel better, what we'll do is, you know what, okay, I'm good. We'll, we'll begin to lack in that prescription. Yeah. We'll begin yeah. to ease off of that treatment plan, which is Christ, a full dose, right? Mm -hmm. As needed, right? And how often do we need it? All the time. So yeah. as needed means all the time, right? Right. right? Every four to six hours, no, sir. All the time. Right. Yeah. Constant need, right? Understand. Now, physical symptoms, emotional remoteness. Hebrews 13 and 1 says, let brotherly love continue. Right? Brotherly love requires being around that love, right. exhibiting that love. Right? So a lot of times when, when the brothers are imploring to you all, hey, come back, come back, come back to evening service, mm -hmm. because what that's saying to you is, listen, let's be encouraged by each other. Let's encourage one another. Let's be in a place where we know that there's love in this place. Listen, because once you leave, what you're doing now is you're isolating yourself. Mm -hmm. right? Now you are becoming remote. You are leaving a place of safety, leaving a place of sterility and cleanness. Right? When you walk in here, you have hospitals have a good hospitals have a, a 
sterile smell to them, yeah. right? It smells Amen. clean. You know they're clean. You walk in there like, oh, I know that, hey, they're doing what they're supposed to do. It smells like I want to get treated in this place. Listen, that's what we want right now. Right. When we walk out of here, we should still have that smell. That's who we are. So when you leave and you make the decision to not be around the saints, what you're doing is you are now emotionally being remote, right? And what we're isolating ourselves. So what happens is if I'm emotionally detached, right? How then can I love you as a brother? Amen. There's no way. If I can, if I'm emotionally detached, that keeps me from being emotionally attached to my brothers and my sisters, That's right. whom I call saints, Amen. in the place that Christ provides. So now again, we're in need always of that medicine, that treatment plan by the great physician. Yeah. So now, lack of joy, melancholy. So now, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, uh, about 46, uh, curses were being given to Israel, right? And the reason why is, 46 says, and they shall be upon thee, and they're talking about the, the people in that, the, the, those foreign nations that are in that area. Now, Israel is going to be oppressed by those people. But listen to what? And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. That means, listen, you didn't give me the joy. You didn't, you didn't worship me joyfully. You just did it because you felt like you had to. You felt like you, you had to. You came and said, you know what, praise God. And you went on about your business. You didn't give the effort. You didn't give the praise that he deserved because yeah. you didn't realize that you were not currently under a treatment plan. Amen. That without, you show enough turn. So we don't realize that. So when we have that lack of that joy, that melancholiness, Regardless of what it is, we may have gone through something traumatic. And I understand those things, but listen, that should never lessen the plan that Christ has given us to be spiritually Amen. healthy. Amen. Right? Amen. Listen, and again, I, I'm not negating, I'm not, I'm not uh, belittling anything that anyone is going through. But what I am saying to you is this, that Christ and his healing and redemptive blood cures that for you. Whatever Amen. age. Amen. So again, we may have to deal with that thing physically, but spiritually, Christ has already done that for you. We just have to believe in what it is that he said. Amen. So now, we've gone through all those things, and we need to understand why it's so important. It's, it's important to understand the symptoms of spiritual illness, and this is why. Because not only because, not because, not only because we need the spiritual treatment individually, right? We are all one body. Mm -hmm. We're all unified in Christ. Right? 1 Corinthians 12, beginning at verse 12 and 26, gives you the, gives you the example of being one body. Hands, feet, eyes, all those things working together as one unit. Right? So now, the reason why it's a problem if we don't understand the symptoms of spiritual illness because guess what we are? Contagious. Mm -hmm. We need to understand those things. When we get sick, you know, it's, it's a thing. Hey, listen, fistbook, fistbook, make sure you wash your hands. All those things. Spiritually, we can be contagious because people can get around us and feel those That's things. Right, and it may throw someone else off. Because we ourselves haven't addressed the issues spiritually that we have going on. We have not addressed the growing infection that we continue to ignore. And now it's festering within the body. And now it's become contagious. So again, we've got to be cognizant of those things. We've got to realize, listen, that the prescription and the treatment has been given. It's just we have to follow it and stick to it and take it as needed, which is all the time. Amen. So now, the prescription. So... The prescription is very simple. Again, I told you about the redemptive and healing quality of Christ's blood. So now this is part of having a healthy spiritual immune system, right? Hmm. What this requires for us is it requires for us to be proactive, right? So 
So the stronger we are spiritually, the better prepared we are to fight our enemies. So when it's flu season, what do we do? I know my wife, and I give her a hard time about it all the time, but it could be, I'm, I'm a brisk wind. And what she'll do is she'll take the kids, put them hat on, a big jacket on, she'll have gloves on them. She'll make vitamin, give them vitamins because she's being proactive. She's giving them juice. They're getting the things that they need. She's, they're eating more fruit, more vegetables, trying to build up that immune system because we know we got to send them out there to work. Mm -hmm. we, they got to go to school. But what we're doing is we're strengthening that immune system, giving them an opportunity to fight off that sickness. Mm -hmm. So now, for us, we know that we have to go out on a daily basis and deal with the world. We understand those things. But why would we go out there and not be proactive in ensuring that we have a spiritual, a healthy spiritual immune system? Right? Why would we take days off? Why would we not finish the doses? Why would we not take as needed? So we gotta understand that requires being proactive, right? And so now understanding, James 4, 6 and 7 says, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That requires, again, being proactive. Now we have to understand that we have to resist the devil, right? But first of all, we have to realize that we're not as strong as we think we are. Right. That's what grace is for, right? Yeah. That he says that humble, that being humble, that's how you know. Again, when you don't go to the doctor, what that is to you, that, is, that ain't nothing but pride. I don't want to go to the doctor. I, they're going to tell me the same thing they tell me all the time. I got to do this. It doesn't matter. Go and let them tell you. Again, the same thing with us. We got to be proactive because we can't think, we can't resist the devil if we're not humble enough to realize we need to resist the devil. It doesn't work in that way. It doesn't work in that way. Again, there are no zeros. Right? So also, understand that we have to go into the world. What we have to do is, on a daily basis, engage the word of God. Right? Because what that does is, that tells us how to live our life. Right? Mm -hmm. So now, if we're living our life, we're, if we're not constantly trying to reverse that, because we're just reading, but if we're studying and understanding and applying that word of God to our life, we're walking in that way, that means that has become who we are. Right? We're not turning it off and on because we're always there. Mm -hmm. Now we're now that immune system spiritually, now we're ready to go. Now again, I didn't say we don't have to deal with things. We gotta deal with sickness because when we go out into the world, there are lost souls that we've got to come in contact with. Mm -hmm. On our jobs, on, in our families, all those things, we're gonna come in contact with them. And again, the temptation will be there. But if you are sticking to the prescribed treatment plan spiritually, what then are you worried about? Because again, now if you're fearful and you're anxious about those things, again, you need to recheck yourself. Right? Have you missed the dosage? Again, understand that we are in constant need. Now, plenty of exercise. Right? Spiritually, we need to get plenty of exercise. Right. Exercise is the enemy of apathy. Right? That means we're out there doing it. We're out there getting busy. And not just for the sake of being busy, saying that we're busy. We're actually understanding that our calling in the church is to work and do the will for the glorification of the kingdom and for God. Amen. The edification of the kingdom. Bringing those lost souls. That requires work. That's exercise. That's, that's spiritual exercise. That means we're active. Again, that's part of that treatment plan. Right? Again, not just hearers of the word, but doers. James 1.22 says it. And it says, Hebrews 6.11 and 12 says, And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, not being slothful. Do we understand what that means? That means we got to get out there doing something. Right. Everybody, can, listen, we can't get wrapped up in the things that we can't do. Right. What you need to get wrapped up in is what you, what you need to be doing. Right? Right. What you need to be listen, listen, hey, listen, everybody can't, everybody can't preach. Right? Everybody can't sing, but you can do something. Yeah. And for you to understand that you've been prescribed a treatment plan, 
then what you have to do is get out there and get busy. Amen. Get plenty of exercise. Right? Also understanding, as I said, Ephesians 2 and 10, right? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Understand. Now, when you came out of that water, you created a new creation. You know what you created for? To work for the kingdom. Amen. That's your job now. That's your obligation. Every one of us has that obligation to come up and be busy working for the Lord. So we've got to be getting out there. Matthew 20, 27 and 28. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Mm -hmm. That means, again, we've got to understand servitude. That means getting out there. That means making ourselves available to serve, mm -hmm. doing something, right? Mm -hmm. For the cause of glorifying the kingdom and glorifying God, right? So now, 2 Timothy 2, 28 21 says, But in a great house... There are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Listen, what that's simply saying is the things that you think are important, they're not. What's more important are, is glorifying the king, going out there, expanding the kingdom of God, going out there, getting to those lost souls, and keeping the souls that have been saved, keeping them saved. That's the job, right? So now, we need to be spiritually active, not living a spiritual, sedentary life. Mm -hmm. Now, also part of that treatment plan is getting plenty of rest, right? Now understand, now I just told you all we got to be active, we got to be doing something. Understand, now, now, I'm not talking about laziness. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about getting rest for the purpose of rejuvenating yeah. and renewing your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Stopping and sharpening the saw is the example. Right? If I, Suffering from exhaustion and burnout, right? How many of us have felt that we're suffering from burnout, exhaustion? Because we're going and going and going, going and going until, until what happens is what do we do? We get sick. And we don't just get sick, we get sick, sick, right? Because we're burned out. Our bodies have had enough. Now understand, we have to have that spiritual downtime, right? Philippians 4, 6 and 8. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, right? This is how we rejuvenate. When we take that rest, this is what we should be doing. This is how we renew and rejuvenate our minds. Amen. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, right? So now we're taking some spiritual downtime yes. so we don't suffer from burnout, right? We're meditating now, we're reflecting on those things, right? Those things that are edifying, right? We're not worried about, we're not worried about the job. We're not mixing in those things because again, that's not part of the treatment plan. Right. The treatment plan right. is, think of these things. A says, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. Those are the things that renew our minds, right? So again, during that time, listen, we need to, Continually understand the need to disassociate with those things that could distract us from doing those things that are supporting the kingdom. Right? Mm -hmm. And also, Mark 135. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out as Jesus and departed into a solitary place and they prayed. Jesus was taking time to rejuvenate. Jesus said, you know what, I, listen, I have got to get myself to a place where I'm ready to go. Right? Because what was happening is people were coming because they knew who he was. Mm -hmm. They were saying, Jesus help us because they believed in him. So with that, he took time to himself. And you know what he did when he took that time to himself? What did he do? Pray. Because he understood the need to continue to refresh and rejuvenate spiritually. That's a part of the plan. Mm -hmm. All right? Amen. Now, 
honor, for honorable mention, I think, I think each one of us understand the need for a healthy spiritual diet. Right? This is just honorable mention. And Titus 2.1 says, but speak thou the things which become, become sound doctrine. Right? Listen, you can't just be out there eating anything. Right? You can't. Because there are a lot of things out there to eat. Right? Just because you can eat it don't mean you should. Right? For me, like I love sweets. Just because I can eat them, because I'm, you know, doesn't mean I should. Because the things that I need to be concerned about is diabetes. Those things, because you can't see those things, but just, and again, understanding when you pick up or when you deal with people who have their beliefs and all your family members who have their beliefs, listen, everything that they say, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, you can't deal with that spiritually. Amen. Because again, the things that you put in are the things that you're going to put out because that's what's in your heart. Right? So understand that that's a part of the plan. That's just honorable mention. And also, Matthew 4 and 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That means we need to be feasting, we need to be gorging on the word of God. Right? Mm -hmm. We can never get enough of it. We're constantly filling ourselves because we know that we need it. Mm -hmm. So now as I conclude, we understand the need for being treated spiritually. Right? And we understand that Christ is the great physician. Right? Amen. His sacrifice provided us with a continual treatment plan. Again, understand that whatever it is that you go through, that healing and redemptive quality of his blood has the cure, if we believe. Right? So it also, not only was he healing physically, right? but he healed spiritually. And he has provided us with a specific plan of treatment. And it's the same for members of his body. And, 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 I'll, and I'll leave with this. When we go to, when we find a good doctor, or when we find a doctor that has prescribed us something that has worked for us, that we have, what, what is the first thing that we do? We share. Listen, what did I tell you all what my wife did? My wife, she, made, she, she helped me out. I shared that. When we get in contact with something, a doctor who has a prescription plan that works for us, hey, listen, man, I went to the doctor, and this is what he did, X, Y, and Z, and I feel a whole lot better. Now, for us as members of the body, that's what was done for us. Again, remember I told you this is a place of sterility, a clean spirit. What we're doing now is we're going out into the world understanding that our, our immune system has been strengthened, and we're saying, hey, listen, you know, I have gone to the great physician, and he has healed me. Amen. This is the treatment plan that you need to be following. Right. That's the point of it all. Again, remember I told you, exercising, being spiritually active, hmm. we need to be out doing those things and sharing that good news. Because now what happens is, that person said, that works for you? Well, let me try that. Yeah. It works for them. So now what happens is, they want to share too. So now we've got to understand that if we are following the plan, because if we're not following the plan, we're not going to do that. Because if we're not following the plan, people will know we're not following the plan. So we have got to adhere to the specific instructions from the great physician as needed. So if you're here today and you have not obeyed the gospel call, understand that where you are now, you are in a place, uh, you are in a place with a revolving door. And when I say revolving door, you'll get better after a while. But what's going to happen is you're going to continually go through symptomatic processes, being sick. I'm good one day, but I'm down, up and down. Listen. You have the opportunity to come to a place. Jesus wants you. He is coming, looking at you with open arms. He's waiting on you. He will not leave. He's saying to you today, listen, come unto me. Yes, sir. Come unto me. I'll provide you rest. From the weariness, spiritually and physically that you go through, I will provide you with rest. But you have got to follow the plan. You've got to follow it to a T. You've got to leave where you are, where you are, and come unto me. Right? And so, for us as members, we also need to understand that sometimes we'll get off, we'll get off script. You know, we'll, we'll begin to self-medicate. Mm -hmm. 
You know, we'll we'll get we'll get the cheap medication. Mm -hmm. We'll get the cheap. Well, it's the same thing. It's the same. Thing. It's the same thing. Is it the same thing? Listen, that ain't what it say on. That ain't what it say. The doctor gave you this. You went out and bought that. Why don't you get the things that Christ has given? You? Understand the need for it, right? Because again, He's waiting on you to say, listen, I need to get back on track with the treatment plan. Because again, it never left. It's just how faithful are we to adhering to that plan? And I hope and pray that something has been said this afternoon that has helped you in your life, that you can go out and possibly help someone else. Because again, we need to understand that there's a lot of things going on in the world, and the only way that we can deal with those things is if we strengthen our faith and understand that he is the great physician in all things. Not just spiritually, but physically. Right? We can't allow ourselves physically to be so down that it affects who we are and what we should be doing spiritually. Right? And again, this is the place, you all. This is the place. Amen. When you come in here, and as I said earlier about the hospital, when it smells clean, then you are willing. You said, I want to be here to be treated. This is where you want to be. Yes, sir. This is where you want to be. Yes, sir. With that, let's all be standing for our invitations. All my trials, all of my wars.